Anyone who has been, oh, let's call it a successful parent, will tell you that raising a son or a daughter requires some self-sacrifice. Sometimes it means putting many things that you want to do on the back burner. Um, I've had a lot of friends, Danny, in this season of life, ask me if I want to go golfing. It's like, I, I quit golfing a long time ago. I mean, I, I, I've let a lot of hobbies just slip away because family has been the priority. It's not like I do that tr- you know, perfectly, but there are some things I just don't tr- even try to do because my kids and my wife uh, take precedence over some hobby that takes four or five hours to, to do. Well, I'm John Fuller in the studio with Dr. Danny Huerta. He heads up our Focus on the Family parenting team. Let's go ahead and hear from Matt and Lisa Jacobson, who learned this principle of self-sacrifice as they were raising eight very different children. Lisa, let me ask you something that was on your website about that transition from, you know, working in a job that you enjoyed, getting married, uh, then you talk about having kids, and now the importance of having at least one parent at home, and mom, is that going to be you? And that was a discussion Jean and I had. I mean, she was coming out of a, she was in the lab at a university teaching students about a gene splicing with nuclear material. I mean, I was like, what are you doing? And, uh, you know, when we were getting pregnant, that wasn't a good environment for the health of Trent. It would have been at that time. But setting that aside and then seeing the job of being a mom and the importance of it, how how did you process all that? Yeah, becoming a mother was a huge shock to me. Because I I was raised in a more a home that was just more a little more career minded. I had lots of I traveled a lot. I had a lot of schooling, and so becoming a mother and all of a sudden having this huge responsibility in these little people was overwhelming to me. It was a big adjustment, and I I thought I would be better prepared for it. I thought it was the first time I found myself in a place that I I didn't feel like I was good at it, and I knew the stakes were high. Like I knew I was impacting these people's lives. And um, so it it really threw me on my knees to say, okay, Lord, you're going to have to help me see what I can do here and how I need to, to grow as a person. Yeah, and I, I think, boy, I resonate with that idea that you came from a family that valued education, professionalism, the degrees. Isn't that true? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jean would have come from that as well. And I just think for that woman particularly to then value uh, being a great mom and mm-hmm. what it's going to take to do that. There's so much pressure mm-hmm. on young women today to be everything. Oh, yeah. And ha- you can't do it. Yeah. What advice in that way for that 27-year-old who's been married two years, they're talking about getting pregnant. What advice do you have for that woman who's maybe in a career that she's enjoying? Well, so personally, I believe you get one shot at being a mother and impacting these children's lives. And so for me, I would say, go all out and be a mother. And not that I didn't do other things occasionally. And um, I did have, um, I helped Matt with his business at times, but my whole focus was my home. Let me ask you though, how how does a woman, I agree, it's an Mm -hmm. awesome responsibility to Mm -hmm. put all your attention in that direction, not to derive, you know, what the world's gonna say, "What what are you doing? Don't you like selling things? I mean, no. <laughs> but but where do they derive their sense of meaning and worth in that regard? Um, I think it's scrambled right now for mm-hmm. a lot of 25 to 40-year-old women. 
Yeah, well, when I um, I have a lot of younger women in my life um, that I disciple and, and mentor, and I tell them I actually didn't do a lot of other things. When I was raising young kids, I was mostly at home. It's a full-time job, and it makes such a difference those foundational years for more pleasant years ahead. Well, do they exhale or do they get aggravated or both? Um, probably exhale. They it's actually okay. need permission to go, you know what, it's okay for this season. It doesn't mean it's going to be forever. They know that now that my kids are older and most of them are out of the house, that I am doing a lot of other things, and I'm excited to do those things. But back then, I said, I just didn't really do much. I was really at home with my kids, and it made for pleasant teenage years, it, and they see the relationships I have with my our uh, 20-year-old daughters and sons, and it's a beautiful thing that, that those investment years totally if you will, paid off. Well, and I think what I'm driving at is trying to raise the value of of being at home. I mean, it's priceless. And it's far better than selling credit cards, let me tell you, I think. Well, absolutely. And when you have a vision mm -hmm. for what God is doing in the world, yeah, and he's doing it through you with these first disciples that he entrusted mm -hmm. to you, because you really are discipling them, right? And the Bible talks about raising your child in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And that that can only happen with a real concerted focus and again putting the priorities where god puts them because god talks of children as this great blessing this great inheritance that you're receiving your quiver your quiver so <laughs> so am i valuing my kids in the manner that the bible uh, values them and and the, mm. the emphasis that the bible places on them and so if you align yourself with that kind of thinking once again, I go back to the priority uh, question. You always have time for your real priorities. That's a, it's a great self-reflection. Well, some great insights. And Danny, uh, describe how you've had to put some things on the back burner. I mean, you're a busy guy, but while your kids were little especially, you tried to just make the home a priority. Yeah, I had to put going to the NBA on the side, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. I love basketball and some of the oh, basketball the NBA, leagues. Yes. The NBA. I thought you said NBA. Oh, thought, no, no, no. Okay, yeah, you're... not an NBA. Yeah. The National Basketball Association. <laughs> you, and you are yeah. a basketball nut. I mean, <laughs> I had to put that on hold. Yeah. Uh, no, it, basketball leagues. I, want, I used to play pickup leagues, uh, pickup leagues, yeah. church leagues. And I said, well, that's one I need to put aside. And then board commitments when I was asked to serve on boards, a young guy going in on the social work side with a variety of opportunities. I said no. I'm uh, having to say no to those. Hmm. Uh, video games with the guys. Sometimes we get together and play football video ah. games. And I said, guys, I think we're stopping. And uh, when we were early marrieds or single, we would stay up for a while. And, you know, we didn't have anything else that we were going to do on a Saturday morning. And so we'd get together so on Friday up, nights. Yeah. Right. And so now <laughs> I said, we're already sleep deprived. So let's not, let's not worsen that. Yes. We need to be available for our families. So a variety of things like that. Some of them are funny. Some uh, I wish I could, I could bring back in on a consistent basis. Uh, I mean, exercise, workouts, things like that. We always have great intentions. But kids uh, either get sick or have other things at inconvenient times, right, yeah. for that. So it's our commitment, the shifting of priority has been super rewarding. I've loved the shifting of that and what has occurred along the way. Well, this and, has and been the shaping of it. Yeah, that. you've you've paid um, close attention to your children's interests, and if I'm not mistaken, that basketball, um, that passion you have for basketball became something you were able to do with your son, Alex, and, yeah. and now he's playing basketball, right? Yes, I got to coach 
him in baseball and basketball and with my daughter. We've gotten to do art together. She's tried to teach me a little bit of that acrobatic silk stuff. Yeah, I was going to say some gymnastic-related things. That that didn't go too too well. But then uh, doing other things that my kids have been able to teach me, some woodworking along the way. This has been an opportunity for me to learn alongside of my kids as well. What a joy it's yeah. been, John. Yeah. I love it. You're not going to miss one more night playing video games with the guys, but doing that, you might miss an opportunity with your children. So weigh carefully, make good choices, and uh, be encouraged. Uh, there is a season when it kind of comes back, and you get that that time back, if you will. So uh, for more excellent advice from Matt and Lisa Jacobson, we do recommend their bundle of two different books. One is 100 Ways to Love Your Daughter, and the companion is 100 Ways to Love Your Son. We're putting those together and making them available to you when you donate to the work of Focus on the Family today. Make a monthly pledge of any amount or a one-time gift of any amount, and we'll send those books to you. All the details are in the show notes. And when you have a moment, uh, be sure to look for uh, an article we have online by Pastor Ted Cunningham called Preaching on the Importance of Family. It'll kind of lift your vision of uh, who your family is and what God is calling your family to be. And uh, that link is going to be in the show notes as well. More from Matt and Lisa Jacobson next time. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and our entire team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.